Welcome back for episode 11 of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean. Today, we're going to be covering the men's basketball game against Florida State coming up tonight, and we'll also be previewing the women's game against Duke on Thursday. Without further ado, let's jump right in. The men against Florida State, that's tonight in Castle Coliseum. The men are 24 and 37 all time against the Seminoles. They're 15 and 11 at home all time. In terms of the last game where Tech played Florida State, that was an away game in early January. The Hokies lost 77 to 74. Really tough one for them. They were right there. The Seminoles are 13 and 10 this season. They're 7-5 in the ACC. They're sitting at 5th in the conference. The Hokies are a little bit below that, so they can get this win. That would help bump them up just a tad. few games of note for Florida State. Just going down the list, they got absolutely cooked by Florida earlier in the year. Uh, back in November, 68-89. Really tough one for them. They beat Colorado by six when they were ranked. Uh, Colorado was receiving votes until about week 13. So pretty good team overall. They've slipped a bit uh, later in the season, but still a good win for Florida State. They have a two-point loss to Georgia, an eight-point loss to UNC, and then they later lost to UNC again by seven. UNC is a great team. Being in there in that game is just huge I mean that really says a lot about this team they've got a lot of fight in them to play a top five team like that and hold it to single digits impressive uh 16 point loss to USF that one kind of goes the other way definitely not what you'd want to see for Florida State you're going up against another in-state school in Florida a big one and dropping that game especially by 16, Uh, an 11-point loss to SMU, a 3-point loss to Lipscomb, and a 9-point loss to Louisville, who's second to last in the ACC. That one's really tough for Florida State. Some team stats that stood out to me, the Hokies shoot about 5% better from 3-point range. Uh, They also knocked down about 10% more of their free throws. I think that could play into this game quite well. Florida State doesn't really rebound that well. They have a minus two margin on the season against their opponents, so they do give up a little bit more rebounds than they pull in. And Florida State also, on the other hand, gets about four more steals and one and a half more blocks each game than the Hokies do, so their defense has been a little bit better. When looking at the NCAA net rankings, Virginia Tech's at 62, while Florida State is at 97. So about 35 spots between them. For Virginia Tech, this will be a third quadrant game. They're 3-1 in that third quadrant. And Florida State, this will be a Q1 game. They're 2-4 in Q1. Looking at the Ken Palm, Virginia Tech sits at 62, while Florida State sits at 83. 
Virginia Tech is a little bit higher in their adjusted efficiency margin. They are about 2.5 above. Uh, they're very close individually in terms of offense and defense, though. Uh, Virginia Tech's adjusted offense is four better, and Virginia Tech's adjusted defense has a plus one on Florida State. So a little bit better in each of those two categories, but it's not dramatic. Their schedules are nearly identical in terms of difficulty. Florida State is only four rankings higher than the Hokies. This is ranking every team in Division I men's basketball. They sit four spots above Virginia Tech, so you're looking at essentially identical schedules. In terms of those identical schedules, Virginia Tech's opponents are slightly worse on offense than Florida State's are, and Virginia Tech's opponents are slightly better on defense than Florida State's opponents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some players that I think are going to play into this one, you've got Jameer Watkins, 14 points per game, 6 rebounds. Darren Green Jr., 12 points per game, he was great last time on defense. He had three steals in the Hokies' last matchup with the Seminoles. You've got Primo Spears, 10.6 points per game, and Baba Miller, 7.6 points per game, five rebounds and one block. So I think those four guys you're really going to have to watch out for. I do think they're going to be, if anyone on this Florida State team is going to light up the box score, I think it's going to be one of those four. Some notes, looking back at the previous game, it was really a team effort for the Seminoles. They had four players over 10 points in that one. Uh, their bench was killing it. Florida State bench had 39 points. The Hokies bench had just 14. So all across the board, Florida State was putting up buckets. No one really stood out in terms of scoring, but everyone was contributing, and that's one of the reasons that Florida State won that game. Another reason that Florida State won that one was the turnovers and offensive rebounds. Seminoles had 17 points off of 16 Virginia Tech turnovers, and they also had 11 offensive boards that made for 9 points on the scoreboard. So that really turned the tide of the game. The Seminoles actually shot significantly worse all over the floor but they got so many extra attempts off those turnovers and offensive boards that they ended up outscoring Tech anyways. The Hokies killed it on the three-point line, but you know that doesn't make up for turnovers and letting the offense grab rebounds. You can't let Florida State pull in 11 offensive rebounds and force 16 turnovers. They shot about 50% from three, but they still lost this game, and I think that really says a lot about how this Florida State team was 
just disrupting a lot of the Hokies' offense, and they were really putting in the work for those extra possessions, the extra buckets, and it definitely paid off in this one. Now, moving into the women's game against Duke on Thursday, the women are 8-29 and all-time against Duke. They're 4-12 and at home. They've really struggled against this Duke team. The Blue Devils, when are they not good? I mean, Duke basketball is just phenomenal all around. But the Hokies, this might be their time. Uh, last game was a loss on the road, 46-63 in January. You'd like to have that one back. They were really confident going into that game, but there were a lot of things that went wrong that we'll talk about later. The Blue Devils are 16-7 and this season. They're 8-4 and in the ACC, putting them right in sixth place. Uh they're a lot better than you would think for a team that's sixth place in the ACC. The ACC has been pretty good this season. Louisville's ranked, Virginia Tech's ranked, Notre Dame's ranked. You've seen Syracuse in the rankings. Just really stacked conference. Of course, NC State has been way up in the rankings, although Tech did beat them twice, and they're still sitting at six. Not sure how I feel about that one, but... Not my choice. Uh, some games of note for the Blue Devils. You've got a loss to the women's national team. 58-87. to That doesn't surprise me. It's the women's national team. But I just think that's really cool that they scheduled the game against the women's national team and played them. I just think that's awesome. Uh, Seven-point loss to a really good Davidson team. Three-point loss to Stanford in overtime. Stanford's been really good. Uh, taking them to overtime is definitely a feat, although they did lose that game. Uh, they beat Georgia in overtime. 16-point loss to South Carolina. South Carolina has been phenomenal. And a 16-point loss to Clemson. Looking at some team stats, we look at the NCAA net rankings. Virginia Texans at 18 and Duke is at 21. So you can tell the these two teams, they're very similar. Uh, you know, looking at the talent, I mean, you've got Liz Kitley and Georgia Amore, but Duke is not a team to take lightly. A few players to watch out for. Reagan Richardson, 11 points per game, one steal. She had 22 points last time with three steals. So she really had her day last time against the Hokies. And then you've got Tiana Mayer. Uh, she's scoring 11 points per game, four rebounds, three and a half assists, and 1.6 steals. You've got Aluchi Okanawa, 11 points per game as well, six and a half rebounds, 1.6 steals. And Ashlyn Jackson, she had 13 points last game, so we could see her play really well in this one as well. A few notes from last game. Uh, this was the game where we saw Georgia Amore leave early. She got hurt. I uh, believe it was a head injury. So she only played 20 minutes. Uh, still had quite a few points. But losing Amore for 20 minutes is a huge hit to Tech. Not something you expect to have her sit for 
most, if not all, of the second half. The Hokies really aren't used to having her off the floor. Other than missing that back half of the Duke game, the only other game she's missed in her career was the game after because she was still recovering. So she's always on the floor. Amor plays minimum 36 minutes. She regularly plays all 40. So this definitely threw off the Hokies' groove. Kitley held it down mostly on her own. She had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 1 steal. Another great performance for her, but missing half of the dynamic duo did really hurt the Hokies. Everyone else struggled to score. Without a more shot creation and versatility and agility, that really cuts down on the Hokies' offense. I don't think they move as smoothly and as quickly when Amor isn't on the floor she can really run it so losing her really hurt all the rest of the team as well uh, they shot 33 percent in total 26 percent from three and 50 percent from the free throw line just struggled all around really couldn't hit shots when you're missing your main shot creator that's what's going to happen Duke is just a really good team, and I respect that, but with Amor coming back, playing her normal minutes, it seems like the team is really peaking at the right time. I know they struggled against Boston College, but that was a very brutal game, especially in the paint. Kitley was just getting beat on. Kenny Brooks was talking about it during the press conference. He was very unhappy about uh, not just the refereeing of that game, but the rules in general, he wants the rules to... Kitley got hit really hard in the head. One of the toughest players I think you'll ever see. She stayed in for the rest of the game. There was about five minutes left. Getting hit in the head. You could see her grab it. You could tell that she was in pain, but she stayed out there. The next play, she got a block on defense. I mean, come on. Like It was a great performance from her, but... Tough game against Boston College. Otherwise, though, it seems like Tech's really peaking at the right time, beating NC State convincingly for the second time this season. The first time was that lob in the paint for the buzzer beater shot from Kitley. But this last game against NC State was very convincing win, won by double digits. So it seems like Tech's putting all the pieces together with the transfers and the newcomers at the right time. So I just don't see this game against Duke going the same way as the last one. I really think the Hokies are going to dominate in this one. Make sure to tune in later this week where we will recap all of these games, not just Florida State and Duke, but the games from over the weekend, NC State, Notre Dame, and Boston College, and we'll preview the upcoming games for this weekend. So come back for episode 12. Make sure to have a fantastic week and turn into some Hokies hoops.